The Sea Change Podcast is sponsored by Changing Greatly Consulting, providing effective, data-driven talent and culture solutions that attracts top, diverse talent by creating psychologically safe and inclusive, high-performance cultures. Come for the talent and stay for the culture. Now, let's get into The Sea Change. Welcome to The Sea Change Show, where leaders are changing business culture for good. I'm your host, Mara Barclay. If you are a new listener, thank you so much for finding us and you did not find us by accident. Please take a moment to hit that plus sign, hit subscribe. Seriously, I am always amazed at the caliber of people who say yes to this show. I mean, it's incredible. You're not gonna wanna miss a single episode. And if you are a frequent flyer, thank you so much for coming back week after week and sharing us with your friends. It is because of you that this podcast has now been ranked in the top 5% of business podcasts worldwide, and I thank you for that. On this highlight episode, I want to unpack something that I thought was super cool in Maria Marukian's episode that aired on the 21st. It was episode 70, and she's a... D&I consultant, and she speaks with a lot of different populations. I really, it was such a good conversation. If you didn't, if you didn't hear it, please go back and listen to it. And she said, you know, I, I talk a lot about invisible obstacles and how it's not, it's not equitable for people, for, for white people who grow up poor to pull themselves up by their bootstraps and then look to people of color as if the playing field is level and, you know, they're just being lazy or something like that. So I talk, I talk pretty frequently about these, uh, I believe I'm calling them um, invisible inequities or invisible obstacles. And you could also call them um, obstacles or disadvantages of omission, right? Disadvantages of omission. And the example that I give is if you have a struggling white man who's trying to pull himself up out of poverty or improve his situation and he's wants to get a, a loan at the bank or a small business loan if you were to take the exact two situations man let him, will we make him a single father and a black woman who's a single mother and you put them both you have them both go to the bank and apply for a loan who do you think's going to get that loan that's what i mean by invisible obstacles or disadvantages of omission. And Maria put the other lens on it and talked about the invisible advantages that white people have. And we don't, we because we were born into this particular advantage class, if you will, or socially dominant group, we don't see how easy certain things are. Now, granted, as a woman, there are some disadvantages that I have or we have as women that are invisible disadvantages or disadvantage of omission. However, as a white person, there's just so much privilege, even as a woman. Uh, I would say, you know, if we were to look at the, well, it's not official, is it? But I think... Uh, and I know I'm probably going to get heat for this, but there seems to be this unspoken cue, this unspoken line. Uh, the first people to get into the C-suite 
are white women. So when, when white men choose to diversify their, uh, to, to dehomogenize their leadership team, it tends to start with a white woman. So they're going to keep the whiteness, but they'll bring in a woman. And then the next, the next piece to go is either a black man or a man of color or a, a woman of color. So then we get into people of color and I don't even know where uh, LGBTQ plus and disabled falls in this list on this, on this, um, in this unspoken line that we seem to be forming. And it comes down to, all right, who are the people who make the people with power and influence the least uncomfortable? Who makes them feel the least uncomfortable? It would be people who look like them, but are a different gender, because at least the privilege piece is shared. There's a culture piece there. So I'm not saying I agree with this at all. I think it's cockamamie. And yet I think it's got some anthropology roots and this is where we're at. So she and I talked about how important it is to own your privilege and speak it out immediately. It's kind of like leading with your pronouns. If we don't actively own our privilege in front of people, then it's an invisible advantage that nobody knows we know. And the reason that a lot of privileged or white people don't want to talk about their privilege is because one, there might be some guilt and shame about it. And two, it, you know, we didn't ask for it. We were born this way. It, we were born into, uh, we were born with a socially dominant self identity that the socially dominant group built a whole system to advantage. So acknowledging our advantage or our, our advantage by omission recognizing our invisible advantages will go a long way in helping dismantle the system that is set up to disadvantage people who don't identify or look like us so i really love maria's approach about the, the importance of identifying and doing it in a very conspicuous manner and uh, I don't think that's something that a lot of white folks are really talking about or, or being led to do because it's the, the guilt and shame. And if we can own it, we can change that narrative. And uh, I think that's going to be really important moving forward. And if we are not willing to own our privilege, then we're not being active allies, then we are uh, turning the wheels on systemic racism. And if that is what you are intending to do, then congratulations, because that is one way to do it somewhat effectively. However, for, for those of you who are not interested in doing that, you know, especially people listening to the show are not, <laughs> are interested in being active allies. One way to do that is to find opportunities for that would be productive and appropriate moments for you to own your privilege and use it as a lever to dismantle the silence around the system because the system invisibly advantages others and visibly disadvantages others. So 
that is my, uh, that was the piece that I pulled from Maria Marukian's uh, interview with me. I absolutely love that thing. I love that piece that it's not enough to acknowledge the invisible disadvantages. We have to acknowledge our invisible advantages. And frankly, the only way this is going to get dismantled is by the people who built it. The people who built this systemic gender and race disadvantage can lift a pinky finger and take down half of the machine versus the people who are disadvantaged putting their back into it, dropping a shoulder and driving as hard as they can until they drop and they move a centimeter because they're outside the machine. So if you are a white person, acknowledge your privilege and recognize that, you know, there's no shame, blame, or judgment around. It's just the way you're born and what, what a remarkable bit of power and influence you have every day and how are you using it every day? And if you are working in DEIB in your organization, don't let that organization settle for celebrating people who are not white cisgender males once a year. That should be an accounting of all the things that the company has done to further the equitable opportunities of whatever that disenfranchised or disadvantaged group is or minority group and looking to the future and seeing what more can we do? How much, how much more active can we be? And let's make that happen. That is my suggestion. Own it and help others own it and do it with grace and without shame. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you coming back week after week and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for joining us here at the Sea Change Show. We sure appreciate you stopping by and taking your very valuable time to visit with us. Please remember to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Who knows what's going to happen? I never do. It's always up in the air. And if you would like to be a guest, if you have something to offer, I would love to talk to you please email me at cultureworks at morabarclay.com. And that's M-A-U-R-A-B-A-R-C-L-A-Y.com. I would love to talk with you. And if you have someone who you think would be a good fit for this show, please reach out to me and connect me. I want to keep celebrating and amplifying as many of these voices as possible. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.